Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan, one hundred percent engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself and Simon spoke about Newcastle thumping Paris Saint-Germain four-one. Is Eddie Howe proving the doubters wrong? Can he take them all the way to Champions League glory? Sheffield Wednesday sack Cisco Munoz after eight defeats in ten. Simon gives us his take on the owner, Daifon Chansiri. Meantime, Jurgen Klopp has suggested Tottenham against Liverpool should be replayed. Is this debate entering into the dangerous and ridiculous territory? This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. So Champions League football, Simon, returned to St James's Park for the first time in 20 years. Newcastle, what could they do against Mbappe and the rest? I tell you what they did. They thumped them 4-1. And homegrown boy Dan Byrne had a night that he will always remember. So too did Eddie Howe. This was Byrne. Sort of spoiled it a little bit because uh, as soon as I scored, I looked up, saw the offside flag, and you, you're a bit deflated. But as I said, as it went on longer and longer, you think, oh, it might be a goal. And uh, just to have all the lads jumping on you and looking around. Obviously, I've got all my family here and stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, to, to be able to say that I've scored in the Champions League for Newcastle is amazing. Because of that, saying, we hope that gives us that inner belief that we need to be successful in this competition, I think, against Milan in our first game. There was an element of us not quite hitting the levels that we expected of ourselves. But I think it's only by doing that you can truly prove to yourself that you can you can do it consistently. I think today we'll go a long way, hopefully, to, to prove that. But as I said, we have so many difficult games to come in this competition that it's a, it's a small step forward, um, but there's still a long, long way to go. The next game in, the, in this competition will be hugely important, but that goes to the back of our minds now as we focus back onto the Premier League and West Ham. You know, it would be wrong of us not to highlight it, Simon. When a story like this comes along, we really should highlight it, and we will. Dan Byrne, one-time season ticket holder yep. at Newcastle United, scores on a Champions League night yep. against one of, the, one of the sides that, no doubt, would be up there amongst the favourites to go and win it. A phenomenal story for Byrne. And he got his move to his hometown club, and he's taken it, he's grasped it. Absolutely, and, and and so he should. But I, it, it's interesting because I would have thought that he would be one of the casualties as the team moves through the gears and gets bigger and better and bolder and delivers upon what we envisage is the ideals behind this Saudi ownership, that they'll get better players. But he keeps on stepping up. A couple of times he's been exposed this season. He was exposed against Liverpool. Um, but in this game, he represents all the good values of a football side in terms of you know, his commitment, his unadulterated belief in trying to achieve things, his raising to the occasion. Yeah. And what I, what I really liked about 
the game besides the fact that it's a British team beating PSG, which I've always described as a Fabergé egg, beautiful on the outside with very little heart on the inside or very little in the middle, mm. was the absolute delight that these footballers had when they were interviewed after the game by whether it was by Laura or by the other people that were in the TNT mix. So many times you see footballers walking around like it's impending doom, like everything is a difficult situation for them. <laughs> Yet you saw the joy from Sean Longstaff. Yes. You saw the joy from Dan Byrne. You see that environment, and that's what football, to some extent, should represent. Yeah. That's what I wrote about in my column this week, about emotion. And you saw inordinate amounts of it at Newcastle. Right. Part of that right. was the contributing energy that brought these players to the boil. Yes. You saw Anthony Gordon in the first 30 seconds of the game or minute of the game winning a corner and rousing the crowds. That's what football's about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. About. I do remember on one occasion, uh, producer Luke and myself, we were doing a double-headed interview with Sean Longstaff and Dan Byrne. And they were in Newcastle, we were in London, and they were ready, right on cue, ready at the other end. And, and they were brilliant in that chat, uh, speaking about the love of the club and what they hope to achieve at the club. So what might they achieve? What might Eddie Howe achieve? Is Eddie Howe slowly, Simon, proving to any doubters he is the man for the big occasion? Well, it depends what you think that big occasion is for Newcastle. Well, like last night. Well, if the big occasion is the delivery of an outcome for Newcastle with some significant straps, some significant baubles, I question that. Not because I'm being mean-spirited, but because I think that there will come a point where the opportunity for Newcastle to achieve what we believe, we don't know, but what we believe is the ultimate game plan from this PIF ownership, which is to turn Newcastle into a dominant power force in English yeah. and European football. I, I, I feel... I feel that Eddie will do a job that gets you to the point where you're getting close to it. You're getting the Mauricio Pochettino territory of getting a side that gets you there but can't quite win. And I worry... Why? That why? why do you think well, that? Well, I worry for him that... Why do you not think he's because, a man to take them right to the Because I think there's the an evolution when a, club, when a club changes direction and pivots on a sixpence. You, Eddie Howe cannot have got his timing better. They could have put Genghis Khan in control of Newcastle post Mike Ashley and the Newcastle fans would have rallied around with this fervour that they've got. The feeling, the energy, the vitality of Newcastle, you're coming in at perfect timing. Yeah. Then you can get a group of players playing better and you get £300 million to supplement the playing squad. I, I think he feels a little bit, and it may be unkind, it feels a little bit like the Mark Hughes transition from when they when Sheikh Mansour takes over. Hughes starts to buy big players. He starts to build a Man City side that are really starting their engines. And then Mancini says, thanks very much, I'll take it from here. And wins the league. Oh, no. I, that's I, well, what I think might happen. I, hope, I don't I, think that, and I hope I that's hope I'm not wrong. the case. I agree with I, I you. Hope he gets the, I hope he gets the rewards yeah. of the fact that he will be the building block. Hmm. Because there's an evolution here. No one could have ever envisaged, not the most ardent and fervent and sometimes deluded of Newcastle fans would have ever sat here 18 months ago saying, go forward 18 months, we're going to go to Milan, we're going to get a result in Milan, and get a point over there in our first European game, and then we're going to smash PSG Yeah, but home. wait a minute, do you think he looked out of place last night? I not certainly don't. Not I at don't. all. But, but, so there you go. Not at all. Incidentally, but, how is Genghis? But, but there was one close friend of mine, very yeah. relatable for me. Um, yeah, he's um, in my contacts. There is a situation Sadiq. where Newcastle are not aiming to be participants, are not aiming to be at the top table saying thank you very much for allowing us to be here. Yeah. There, there, there's going to be this conversation eventually, which is what does it take for Newcastle to win the Premier League? Oh, I agree. What does it take for Newcastle to win the FA Cup? But why do you doubt that he's not the man to do it? Because I just think there's a journey that you go through and you're evolving in cl football clubs where they go through the transition and very rarely does somebody get to take it all the way along. So you don't think he's as good as the other guy last night in their way? In the, in oh, the I, way think Henry, I think Enrique's going to get the sack. 
I think, I think, and there's no, I think Enrique and that team. Yeah. I, I don't want to take. They'll one, get him the sack. And well, his his control over them will get him the sack. And the nature of that football club and what they've created with people like Mbappe that are doing everybody a favour by staying for another season is a culture that probably NASA needs to evo- to eradicate and has tried to do so. Yeah. They created this idea. They wanted a sort of Galacticos mentality in PSG. You reap what you sow. Yeah. But Enrique and and and, and his like and people that have managed PSG have proven to be people that have not really gotten PSG any closer to doing anything they've already done before which is win the French league look at Tuchel look at Pochettino so with that in mind did he look at did he look out of kilter with Enrique I'm not PSG are PSG they win the French league you're not pitching Newcastle against PSG that's a moment in time to get out of a group stage and maybe win a cup competition I'm pitching Eddie Howe against Guardiola if he's still around against Klopp and against others in European football. Guardiola, he's in a category of his own, Simon. I mean, I I think we have to recognise that. And so is Klopp. I mean... And so is Klopp. Uh, But these are the immediate ones. And Klopp. Oh, absolutely. Klopp is a unique manager. You put Klopp in the same category as Pep. Not far from it. Let's have it right about Man City. They've got the best manager in the world. They've got the best centre-forward in the world. They've got the most money. So they they are entitled to be so far ahead of everybody else. But you else. don't think Eddie can join that company? I think it's going to be very, very difficult. I think he'll have some significant achievements along the way. But if the aim, if the aim is for Newcastle to win significant things... And it is. I don't know if it will be Eddie Howe that gets the benefit of that achievement. But what he will be is a remarkable pathway for someone else to build upon. It's an interesting debate. And you've, as you and I'm do, not wishing it that way, d- by the way. No, I, I agree with you. You've taken us down a route that I didn't intend to go, but we will go. Newcastle fans, as you waking up this morning, still euphoric about what happened at your beloved St James's Park last night. What about what Simon's saying? Eddie will take you so far... But when it gets to winning the major prize, he might not be the man. I think he is the man. I think he is the man that they need and that he's proving that he is the man for the big occasion. And last night proved it. My God, there'll be few bigger occasions than that. But if they go all the way to a final, is Eddie Howe the man to get there with Newcastle United? The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Sheffield Wednesday fans, what on earth is going on at your football club? Um, No wins in 10 in the championship. Really up against it. Um, Just last week, uh, the man at the top, Daifon Chansiri, told angry protesting fans he would no longer put any more uh, money into the football club unless they started showing him a bit more respect. And then apparently Tuesday's 1-0 defeat at the hands of West Brom proved to be the straw that broke the camel's back for Cisco Munoz, who was asked post-match, you feel the pressure? I have the pressure that my first day. I know the situation, I know when, how I arrived here, I know what is the pasa here, and I know my press, first press conference. I mean, I know everything. One of the things is important, everybody understand. And one of the things the most important is uh, how we can change. It's only about that. It's I know it's stronger, also it's stronger for me. But for me it's a big challenge. And we try to change the situations uh, after. I agree with the fans about the results. I'm so sorry, with humility, we continue working very hard for try to change this situation. Well, I'm quite sure you'd like to have continued working very hard but uh, then Chansiri decided to enter the stage and uh, he's been sacked Munoz went yesterday Simon it's it's hard to phrase this in any other way 
Sheffield Wednesday, one of England's proudest clubs with a phenomenal history, has it now become a complete basket case of a football club? Been a basket case of a football club for a long time. Not the fans. I know I made an observation last week with lots of Sheffield Wednesday fans who wanted to pick me up on, which is that they're not supporting their side. You called them fair weather fans. No, Martin Keown no, called them fair no, weather. No, you did. No, Martin Weather. Martin Keown said, "Are you suggesting they're fair weather fans?" I I made the observation that the you fans. Did. No, Martin Keown did, and I made the observation on Why the back of what he said. Because he's the one that said fair weather. Let's get the accuracy of it. I criticised them. We'll find I, it. Go ahead, please do. I said, I said that they weren't supporting their football club. They're the ones that constantly tell people that they own their football club. Mm. And then when you're getting when you're getting crowds of twenty eight thousand, of which three or four thousand are the away support, and you've got a capacity of thirty two thousand, you've got back into the championship. There are. 30% of the capacity of that football club that aren't supporting their, their football club in a time when it needs to be supported, not their owner. Is it a basket case? No, it's a brilliant football club with great support and, and, and an honest support. That you know, This sort of club that, if I had been Northern, I would have loved to have owned, owned because it's got this huge legacy and this huge feeling and it's one of those clubs that if you get it half right, they'll come with you. But this guy uh, owns it, has been... A challenge for, I think, for the Sheffield Wednesday fan base since the moment he walked through the door. He's always been an odd lot. And whilst you can't deny his commitment of £160 million, and I'm sure somebody will be able to point out to me it's not £169 million, it's £159,500,000, just to be contrarian about it. But the point is this, mm. is that he has created a division between himself and the fans. Yeah. The achievements on the pitch for a very, very long time have not been where they should be. Yes, they got close with Carlos Carvajal, yeah. I think, on a couple of occasions. But Sheffield Wednesday have been out of the Premier League for a quarter of a century. And when you look at that and say a club that was once upon a time in two cup finals in a season had great players that were in that side like Imre Varadi and people of that nature and yeah. a side that was David a powerful Hurst. that yeah. were used that their ground has been used albeit it's associated with a terrible tragedy but has been used for FA Cup semi-finals for years on, 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 on after year is now a club that has had challenge and I remember I've said this discussion with you before going in their boardroom listening to their executives talk at Football League meetings and there was no surprise to me whatever I didn't 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 do Palace got promoted to the Premier League Palace got into three or four playoff finals of semi-finals because of the ambition of the club and, the, and not, we're not a bigger club than Sheffield Wednesday why was Sheffield Wednesday languishing at the bottom of the league getting relegated into League One because the ownership models whether it be with Dave Allen or whether it be with the current guy, don't get the zeitgeist of yeah. what they've got, a tiger by the tail there with that football yeah. club. And here they are now in the championship. And what happens when all that goodwill phew, goes yeah. through the floor, Darren Moore, Darren Moore goes out the door, and now yeah. you've got an owner writing a letter to the fans saying, it's my ball and I don't like the way you're criticising it, so I'm taking it away. What, what do you think? How does he want this to be demonstrated until the fans start showing him more respect, the owner chance no, he, how, how did he do that? There's no measurement for that, is there? This isn't the Laffer curve where you can work out how many taxes you get, and if you tax too much, it, you know, you, 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 you've got to reduce the taxation to get better economy skills. This is basically an emotive outburst from somebody saying, I don't like it, so I'm going to threaten you. And then when he changes his mind, because it's a ridiculous statement, if he doesn't fund this football club, he's going to hurt himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? As much as it hurts them. Listen, who's going to come in? You've spoken to Warnock. Um, I've had the briefest of conversations with him about it. I don't oh, tell us then. I don't think so. Um, you can never know with these guys because they're, 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 you know, they spin on a sixpence, but I think he feels that he needs a little bit of a break. I think he might look at the Rangers' job if it was interesting to him. Um, but I think the Sheffield Wednesday job, I think probably is a little bit too soon for him to come back in post-Huddersfield. 
Mm. He hasn't said that before, Luke. I can hear you through the headpieces. Does what it? he said was, this is the last job uh, in previous incarnations. This is my last job. There'll be no other job for me. This will be my last job. All right. And then he's gone on to do another 15 jobs. Yeah, well, exactly. But he didn't say, he's not saying this is his last job. He's saying I'm too soon. Uh, any prospective manager would need to think very carefully. Do you go into Sheffield Wednesday just now with any degree of optimism you're going to stay there very long? They, 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 they prop up the championship at the moment. Yes, they've got a brilliant support. But they've got the fellow at the top who's very unhappy you've himself. Got it, you've got to give it right. But he gave Darren Moore a lot of support. And they had the biggest wage budget, I believe, and if someone wants to correct me, they had the biggest wage budget okay. in League One. Right. So he backed the guy, and that's why there was this rumour going around with 93 points. If Darren Moore doesn't get him promoted, he's going to get sacked. And everyone was going, bloody hell, that's a bit steep. You don't get promoted on 93 points. But if the job was, Darren, I give you this, you give me that, and you don't give me that, then there has mm. to be a consequence for it. Let's, let's uh, grab a quick chat as we head to 11 o'clock with Peter, Sheffield Wednesday fan who's been waiting patiently. Peter, what's going on at your club? Well, I think quite a lot of Sheffield Wednesday fans this morning were waking up thinking it's Christmas Day. Uh, they're so pleased to be rid of uh, a manager who was totally clueless. Right. Um, okay. I, I, I've seen every second of, of Munoz's games, pre-season, league matches, cup matches, being away to Spain, and not one of his, not one of his, what, not one of his games inspired me at all. Not one of his games or any moment was on the edge of my seat. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll bow to your knowledge on that. Uh, Peter, who do you think they should go for? Well, obviously, Neil Thompson's got it temporary uh, and it might be unpopular, but except for the firefighter, Neil Warnock. Yeah, you, you, you were, you, you were like Simon Sean Warnock. Just before you go, Peter, you know, Chancery is calling for a number of things, um, not least a bit more respect from the fans. Does he deserve it? In some respects, yes, for the 100, 150, 160 million that he's quoted, uh, but he commi he's continually committing commercial suicide by these ridiculous statements. And you can guarantee, get your microphones, recorders ready, you're going to get another one when he announces the next manager. Absolutely <laughs> nailed on, guaranteed it. <laughs> but you'll stick with Sheffield Wednesday Please. because that's your club, my friend. Peter, thanks for the call. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. So we were wondering yesterday what Jurgen Klopp would say about that decision 
about that Luis Diaz goal in that game against Tottenham. And this is what he said. I think the, the only the, the outcome should be a replay. That's how it is. Probably will not happen. The argument against that will probably be if we open that gate, then everybody will ask for it. I think the situation is that unprecedented that it didn't happen before in that moment. And we all use, I'm 56 years old and, and I'm since 50 years in football and I'm absolutely used. I don't deal over it always well with it, but I'm used to wrong decisions, difficult decisions, blah, 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 all these kind of things. But something like that, as far as I can remember, never happened. And that's why I think a replay would be the right thing. And against the argument would be if it would happen again, I think a replay would be the right thing to do. Or the ref has the opportunity to bring both coaches together and say, sorry, we made a mistake, but we can sort it. Let Liverpool score a goal and we start from there. Okay, I think the replay would be the right route to go down. What kind of territory has got himself into now? Well, he needed to balance it up, didn't he? You see, because he was brilliant post the game. He was you know controlled and thoughtful and considerate and recognising the mistake was made so he needed to balance that up because that was too much yeah. of a decent answer so he needed to come back with this ridiculous analysis of that it should be replayed someone made a dreadful mistake and there's no hiding from that and whilst I hear Jamie Carragher suggesting that while what about tree is not the same thing what, other ha- what happened to other football clubs and other games isn't a reason for not considering this as a replay it's ridiculous. A mistake has been made. Unfortunately, the outcome of the game wasn't necessarily determined by that because it didn't happen in the 97th minute. Mm. And so Luke, so Liverpool couldn't have altered the outcome for the rest of that game. It happened at a certain stage in the game and there was a lot of game in front of them. I understand that whatever happens can affect the outcome. I get it. Yeah. But to suggest it needs to be a replay, Gary Neville, I agree emphatically on this. It's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. I don't know why it's happened to other sides where there's been a travesty. It happened. So why float the idea? Because he wanted to. Because he's in a press conference. Mm. If because, we were one 1-2-1, he wouldn't be saying it. Well, we don't know that, do we? If 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 we're to believe oh, Jürgen, I and, and I'm conscious of the fact that what happens with football people, like it does with boxers sometimes, is they forget all the praise that you give to them, and when you criticise them, they don't like that and they remember that. So I'm going to go in and criticise Jürgen, and if we, if it's put to him, he'll remind everyone how much he doesn't like my opinions. I think he's the one of the best managers that we've seen in English football in a very, very long time. I think he produces a wonderful football side. I think on the whole, the things that he says are always sensible, always mm. balanced, and often real world rather than football world. But when you get into this territory, and and, and again, you make the point, that's an interesting point, because mm-hmm. he would have to be in that case, wouldn't he? He'd have to be on the other side of the argument. If it were the other way round, Jurgen Klopp, by his logic... Would have to be saying, "I want a replay." Want a replay. I want to be. And what Jurgen Klopp would have done? He no, no, no. What Jurgen Klopp mm. would have done is he would have he would have asked for Liverpool's goal to be disallowed. He would have made some adjustment on the pitch, yeah. like what happened when I think someone got a goal. Uh, I think it was Leeds United uh, and Bielsa let someone score against them. He would have evened it up that way. Would he, bugger? Of course he wouldn't. It's nonsense of being on the right side of an argument. Yeah. It's the, the look, this is not a replayable event. This is a human error. 
and human error is factored into everything. Like when Jurgen Klopp made stupid comments to Des Kelly, and Des Kelly made him look like a fool on air mm. because he made observations about the broadcasters. We all make mistakes. Jurgen Klopp has said something that I don't think was necessary and I don't think is helpful. Well, Paul Joyce in the Times this morning says the Premier League has been publicly silent since the officiating error but it's understood its position is unchanged and it will not contemplate granting Klopp's wish so what did we do before we came on air we get in touch with the Premier League have we heard back yet no response yet that's not exactly helpful is it so um, why are they silent why are they silent about this well yeah, because I don't it's think it's a, I don't think it's a question they feel the need to answer of, it's, co of course well, they should uh, Simon hold on it's not a question that I think they need to answer because it's not a legitimate question that they're really ever going to consider putting out a replay. There is no, there is no precedent for it. Mm -hmm. There is no provision for it. And honestly, with all due respect to Liverpool, which we all have to be careful about saying things about Liverpool, then you are in a situation where you are not going to get an outcome that you think you should get from a, from a genuine... It wasn't a contrived mistake... It wasn't some. It wasn't corruption. It, or we hope it wasn't. It wasn't somebody that deliberately set out to make a mistake. It was a terrible error for which the official needs to be consequenced. And, and it I, will be. And I understand he's not going to get sacked, and that's fine. That's up to them. That's their. That's their gift to handle it how they want. Mm. They're going to take him away from referee for being involved in Liverpool games. And that might be a sensible decision. Is it? Is it? They, or is it? They, I mean, what is they, it, what is they need to do is take him away and get him to explain how you get yourself in a situation where you make that kind of mistake. But it's not a real... It's not a real I'm sure that we can go through the history of football and none of us have done it for the purpose of this conversation. I think someone should because they can shut Klopp up and say something like this, something as equally as poor as this has happened in a football match, guaranteed. And the necessity for Jürgen to turn around after having a really good reaction on the game to turn it into something now, uh, I don't think it's good form. No, I, I mean, think it's poor. There's I, someone I having think a swipe. Smacks, I, I think it smacks of a bit of a whiner, quite frankly. Probably a Liverpool fan saying, as usual, you guys ignore context. Klopp was asked what he would like to happen. He didn't say, this is what Liverpool are asking for. It's a non-conversation. It's not even being requested. It's just something to say in the press conference. Well, then don't say it. But you know the effect of your words. I yeah. understand that you've got your Klopp-centric glasses on hmm. and anyone that criticises St. Klopp is going to find themselves in a situation where they are in inherently wrong or have a motivation or agenda or don't like Liverpool. The bottom line is, is you know what you're doing when you're lighting. If, what, what, what would you like to happen in the ideal world? Move on. It's yeah. over. Well, exactly. Move on. There, there's Dan who's telling us that he's on his tractor at the moment listening to us, but Dan on his tractor is saying that, ironically... Klopp bangs on about too many fixtures in a season and player welfare, and yet he wants another game added to the fixture <laughs> list. That's, that's facetious. At the end of that's the day, facetious. though, Simon, it's, it, the relevant point, I feel, is that had it ended in three points to Liverpool, we wouldn't be getting this. No, you'd be, we wouldn't, we wouldn't yeah, be getting you might, this. But you might be getting it from Tottenham. But again, so we don't, not we for the first time last night in the Champions League, semi-automated the system that they use works. No complaints from anyone. But somebody how, should have asked him. How long would it take? Somebody should have asked Klopp, did your club vote for semi-automated technology? Yeah. And we've asked the Premier League, no, are you going ask to introduce Klopp. it? Klopp. Asked Klopp, mm. while you're sitting here talking about the failings and the challenges and the injustices and floating the kite that ultimately in your ideal little world that we would have a replay, 
By the way, Jürgen, whilst we have this moment to share, did your club vote for semi-automated offside decisions? And I bet you'd have got a silence or a negative. So what is it you wanted to do to help yourself remove the situation? Was, was it your player that walked off the pitch yeah. telling the referee that he was a bleep bleep joke? Mm. Was it you that confronted a referee after a game and then in the press conference pretty much called him a cheat? Yeah. Were these things done by you and are those things as acceptable? I thought his response after the game was brilliant. I think this is childish and Machiavellian and not necessary and just creates an unnecessary set of conversations about an outcome well, that's been determined. It won't, it won't be pre-match tonight before they face the Belgians at Union St. Gilwas, but maybe post-match after Liverpool maybe have done a job on the Belgians. Somebody will say, Jürgen, just in the passing, did you vote? Did Liverpool vote for the semi-automated system to be introduced to the game here in the Premier League? Let's see what happens. Someone's bound to ask it. Will they? The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. We're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.